2: Hi, it's Malls. Reminder before the show to make sure that you are subscribed in Apple Podcasts. And if you're new, welcome to Please Advise Nation. Our show only works with your participation, so call 323-450-7408 with your dilemmas and life questions. Again, that's 323-450-7408 or email askpleaseadvise at gmail.com with your voice notes or emails. Thank you and enjoy. Hey guys, it's episode 178 of Please Advise. So, um, this has never happened before, but we dropped our recorder halfway through recording this episode. So, well, no, it was like the first 20 minutes. So, you guys don't know who our guest is, and we don't, you know, you don't get to hear my bullshit update about my store. Um, but the rest of the episode worked out okay we have all of our calls and everything like that so just so you know our guest today is bryce sander he works at et he has a big boy real job he does online video content for them and he has been doing it for a very very long time he'll talk about that a little bit more later on but he's someone that i love and adore and only met one one time uh so far was at the countess luann countess and friends live cabaret show which i guess i'll have to catch you up on next time uh, that comes up. But here's the episode with Bryce. Um, Christina and I apologize for what was my fuck up. It was my fuck up. I bent over to make the computer louder. And in the process, we dropped the recorder and I fucked up. Hi,
3: so Molly. anyway, here's the episode. Um, Bye. I'm calling because I have, I have this weird thing. So I dated a dude for like six years and it was on and off the first three years, last three years, the lived together, I was in my early 20s, like we broke up when I was about to turn 22. So we were together from when I was like 15 until when I was 22. Um, and we've been broken up now for a couple years. I've been living my own life. We are in contact every now and then. He'll just send me little texts. And I've been through a lot of traumatic bullshit in the last year, and so sometimes I go off on him um, during those, uh, texts, and sometimes everything will be fine, and, you know, I try to, like, just try and, like, make everything okay, because I miss my best friend, because we were, we were best friends, and, um, yeah, so lately, the last time we talked, it was good, and we were trying to keep it casual, and every time that we try to, like, meet up, he flakes out because he's like the flakiest person in the world, and um, and we never end up hanging out. And it really sucks for me because I really miss him and I really do want to see him, but I also don't want to put myself in any vulnerable situation. So I just, you know, like was trying to see what it was that he wanted, like why he was reaching out. And then, you know, nothing ever came out of it. I never asked to see him because I always do that. But now the last few weeks, we haven't really been texting or anything, but I can't stop thinking about him. And I'm not even, like, wanting to get back together. I just really, like, I miss him, and I want to see him, and I want to fuck him. But, you know, I'm also not fucking anyone else. So, um... Yeah, I just don't really know what to do because I don't want to reach out to him again, but I do, but I'm holding back. And uh, yeah, I don't really know what to do.
2: I want to call them like Sierra and Ned, like Sid and Nancy, because (laughs) I really, this is like a toxic relationship, babe.
4: If he's not adding value to your life, which it doesn't sound like he is. What's the point of keeping him in that in your life?
2: Here's the thing, though. It can get I had a guy like this for like years. It was like four years of just like they just like get into we your were bones dating, or like, but yeah, yeah, we were. And then like but like he was controlling me like that where it was like I felt like I had to pick up the fucking phone for him. And, but it, it exhausted me. It drained me. I had my roommate told me he couldn't come over anymore, but we weren't dating, but it was just like this succubus. But like, also I loved it and I think I wanted to be with him and I had a hard time accepting that. And I also felt like when we weren't dating, his friendship was taken away Mm. and that felt really like unfair to me. But in reality, this person, my life has only been better After, you know, the initial hardship. And so I feel like in a way. Like, how do you. It's like exercising a ghost. Like, how do you get that out of your time? And, you know, Mm -hmm. the best way to do that. I don't know if you've seen great film. Jennifer Aniston Vince Vaughn. The breakup. That's, you know, someday you guys will see each other and it'll be NBD. But right. like you have to you have to fucking sell that apartment, that metaphorical apartment that we're talking about. And, you know, you have to like cut it off. You
4: got
0: yeah, to the go text. like
2: cold turkey and like doesn't talk to him at all.
0: You have
4: to put in the work, I think, of like it's work knowing that I can't pick up the phone. I can't text. Can't fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> like, you have to put in the work.
2: You know, I, if, if I were you, I would email or I would tell a friend his phone number. And I would delete his contact from your phone and I would block him on email. And I would tell him that beforehand and just say, listen, I care about you. I want to cherish the parts of our relationship that are good. And I don't think we can do that when when, whenever we hang out or whenever we talk, we're verbally accosting each other. Like, because that's when you're doing that, it's because you're not directing your anger towards something positive or man of like turning it around you know you can use anger in very powerful good ways um but this is not one of them my friend like this is just because a- another person's never gonna like you're you're never gonna be angry enough with a person that something beautiful comes out of it
4: no and you have to be i think she needs some time just by herself it sounds like to figure out who she is what she wants because I feel like she just keeps going back. It's comfortable. There's you have this person that I, you know you can always go back to. He's,
0: like, fulfilling a need in her that she needs to, like, fulfill in herself, maybe? Yeah. Or Well,
2: also, like, if we're going to go back to, like, other tenants and, like, things I believe in. Sleep like, around war, and get like, like, well, <laughs> the, almost, <laughs> the War of Art, like, mm-hmm. I feel has always been a very important book to me because it's all about resistance, which is about this natural thing that every single person has inside of them that's fighting against their best self. And, like, I think that you are fighting against your best self by keeping this person in your life and I and I don't think it's as deep as like you're actively aware of this you know greatness that you could achieve but don't want to achieve it I think that like it's your subconscious working overtime to to um to keep you from really getting like getting what you deserve in life and that's very common. What did she say? She's 26 years old. Yeah, she's young. This is the time in your life where I feel like you start to really like f- that was how old I was when I was in that relationship with that guy. And it was it was just a time in my life where I felt like I had enough time to burn and I didn't have to take life seriously enough. But it was like starting to feel serious. And I was just stuck with this um thing that was keeping me torn between adulthood and like what felt like adolescence in a way yeah. and so maybe you need to you've spent 20 to 25 with this guy Th- these are now considered the last you know sprint of your adolescence and it's time to grow up and not lean on him and you just know that you know she yeah. knows that
4: i think it's sometimes you just need to hear it to know it though
2: Oh, everyone knows everything we say. Like, yeah. I don't think we've ever really had yeah. given someone a breakthrough. No. Is-
0: and also, like, when I give advice on this show, sometimes I'm like, Christina, you're really talking to yourself.
2: Oh, me too. <laughs> oh, my God, of course. It's well, like- that's like, that's what life is, is yeah. just reminders. Remind. That's what those fucking positivity, as dumb as they are. Those, like, you, you know, girls rock. Like, get up and face the day. <laughs> like, all those, you know, hang in there. Like, Get out those- of bed. Yeah,
0: yeah. i just uh, are yeah, just
4: as simple.
2: They fucking work. And like, <laughs> it's... going to
0: make like a depression, like min- bar minimum, like a, a motivation, like... Okay, sit up in your bed.
2: Yeah, and I don't understand why people, like when people hate on like vision boards and stuff like that, I'm like, if you get a pat on the back from a friend, it's the same thing except on a bigger level. Like if that means something to you, then why can't, you know, just be like, you know, give yourself something to aspire to. And I think that part of that is like, you know, if you want... Positive love in your life. If you want good change, you have to make an action towards that. And that's a big thing in life. Like, if you, you know, want to see, I need, I knew I, that's what the store was. I knew I needed to open up another part of my brain. And so I had to make a movement. And so I fucking just, I ordered too much clothes on the internet. I ordered a fucking auction palette. And then here I was with eight boxes of clothing and i had to fucking move and it's been two crazy weeks but i feel like my creativity is better my physical health is better i feel more alert and awake christina i was here awake downstairs cleaning I know, when you I got shocked. here <laughs> yeah i know because normally like saturday mornings i'll sleep till i'm like christina leave me alone i'm in my bed um I need like an hour of watching YouTube videos before I can even get out of bed in the morning. So to like, I will say like these positive changes have happened naturally because I took one small step. Right. And when you, you know, I like to think of like making a bigger picture chart sort of thing and write down the things that you want. And then to, you know, if one of the things you want in your life Focus in each area if, in in your life, if you want a good if you want love, for example, if you want a release like write down what that really means to you, a partner that's patient, a partner that you can grow with, and write it in present tense, like my partner and I have amazing communication, you know my partner and I have a beautiful uh you know a beautiful love that others admire, you know, and write that down on a piece of paper. And then make a move towards it, whether that's signing up for Tinder, whether it's telling this boyfriend, this ex-boyfriend in your life that you can't carry on with this relationship and you'd rather be able to smile when you see him at a party in 10 years than, like, burn your life down over it, you know, honor that relationship. And it's like very like hippy dippy stuff, but it's it it has in my life worked for me.
0: Yeah, it's weird. Sometimes we like sometimes we expect things to get better with just time, forgetting that the time is actually like the time you put into doing work to get right. better. Yeah. You know, it's not just like passively just waiting for things to. Oh, you'll feel terrible. Two years later on, it's still gonna hurt if you're not doing the work to get over it. So yeah, yeah, going to what you said is is like you really have to do work. It's it's hard work. Emotional work is really hard work.
4: It's the hardest work. Yeah. So action items for Sierra: write down. Ooh,
0: I love this. What you
4: want in a partner? Yeah. And then I think also channel the energy you would give to him into something that makes you feel good. So whatever your hobbies are, whatever you love to do, every time you're thinking, oh, I want to call him, go do the thing That makes you feel good instead.
2: Yeah, make those action items for every area of your life, your health, your work, your whatever, and and put them all into play and you'll see things pay off really quickly. And I think that that is, I really do, you know, I don't want to say I hit the nail on the head, um, but I think that you are in a place of resistance with him, that he's a tool that you use to keep yourself back. If you disagree, call us back three two three four five zero seven four zero eight because maybe we all totally missed that. But I think that this just sounds. I've been I've been in something that sounds like that, and I know it was it was important. You know, for I learned. I know now what your problem is because I saw I had to learn. Um, but yeah, it was like a distraction. It was a total stunt in my development in a way. Yeah. Um and then I started my return of Saturn. Um so anyway, girl, <laughs> get get busy before your return of Saturn comes up because that's a big deal. Yeah. All right. Um let's take another call, right? Yes. Okay.
1: Hey mom, Christina, guests, please advise nation wags. Um this is Ashley, um calling from Baltimore. Um 34, and I have a, kind of a serious adult question, and it is about buying um, my first house. Um, Miles, I know that you've been in your, your house now a couple of years, and I have been debating on home ownership now for a while, and I have decided to buy my first home here in Baltimore. And so um, the first thing that, that I did was start to work with a broker. Um, to pull my credit, do all that type of thing, to which I learned my credit was lower than what I thought, and so I'm working on pulling all of that up, and I think that in the spring I should be able to buy, but what I've run into is um, not exactly knowing, like, what to look for, you know, and buying a house, like, what should I know, what are any pitfalls, so that is why I'm calling you guys today. Um yeah, so any advice you have on first-time home ownership, it is just me and my dog, and I work from home. So thanks so much.
2: Congratulations. Yeah. That's a great, exciting thing. That's a big adult step. And I love that it's just you and a dog. It's very nice. Yeah. Um.
0: Also good to know that you work from home because that's a consideration you to oh, yeah. take in terms of, like, your work, separating your work, your taxes. You don't, taxes. Want, you don't <sighs> want your bedroom to be your workspace. No.
2: No. Unless you want it to be. <laughs> I mean, I but, guess, but... Yeah, I mean, no. I, I, I First of all, you got to write off the biggest room in the house. If I were <laughs> you, I would just... I stuck my office in the biggest room in the house. And I, I do have a CPA, so don't try and bust me on some shit. Um, you know, this is a... It's a huge decision, and it's a lot of work um, to own a house. Like, it never ends. Everything costs $5,000. Mm-hmm. Um, everything that you need fixed costs that much. And that's, for some reason, the number that everything is. Um, and you know, just to keep that in mind, um, in terms of what you'll be looking at and also buying. Yeah. You still have to pay someone. It's just a bank and the bank doesn't fix stuff when it's broken. No, no. no. And I don't know what you're looking at. I had to do a lot of renovation. My place was pretty much, I mean, there was walls everywhere that aren't here anymore. It was basically unlivable and been lived in for 21 years by a bachelor, Um, and he was a hoarder. So, um, it was, so it's almost the same thing, um, (laughs) Um, but no, I, the one thing I would say to you is, is you'll know when you know, and there are people involved like geotechs and, you know, there's people involved that before you buy the house, they come and inspect it. It's a legal thing. Everyone has to do it. It's what kind of defines, the the set rate of your house sort of it's what really brings it down i was able to get some money back because there were things that i was going to have to fix that the owner of the house didn't yeah um so you know they you know plumbing stuff when you get one if, if even if it's just you know in the greater scheme of a house this doesn't sound like a lot of money but if it's five ten grand that's a big fucking deal and that goes into everything and it is a lot there's you know um like jungle maintenance that's what it is at my house cause i have so much <laughs> i i'm not managing a yard i'm managing a fucking jungle <laughs> here yeah. um There's, you know, there's things that you are going to, that you don't always think about that maybe your parents did and you didn't know were being done or your friend or whoever, wherever you were living before, your landlord, you might not realize that they were doing it. So um, just be cognizant of that. And I have, you know, I've noticed that it's a big change from renter's mentality to homeowners mentality. Because when you're a renter and something breaks, like, fuck it, like, I'll get around to it. But like, if my, if something goes wrong here, I have someone out immediately
4: fully falls on you and I think you can I mean I've never bought a house but I know people who have uh, you can roll stuff into your mortgage so if there's things you want to improve in the house you Mm -hmm. can pay it might sound like a big price tag right away but you're paying for it over 30 years or whatever
2: yeah yeah and I would also recommend if you do any sort of renovation to um, skip Home Depot like their department because they very very much overcharge on supplies and everything else if you've seen pictures of my bathroom, I have a very custom orange tile, subway tile bathroom, and um, it was I had to hunt those tiles down myself and from Canada and get them shipped out here. But if I had had gone through Home Depot for any of that, it would have been so much more pricey. And so I would avoid some of those typical homeowner packages that they set you up with because um, they look. The same, and you know, you know, it when you see it, sort of mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I don't know. Congratulations, I'm excited for you. Make sure that you have, you know, I'm not sponsored by them, but I have one, a ring.com thing at the very least, so that you kind of, you know, know, I know that Nest has the best. Um, my friend has a Nest
0: doorna- doorbell ringer that is also a camera, and yeah. it's like it alerts you to, you know, who's at your door. You don't have to, like, look in the people, you know,
2: just if like, you're yeah. going to live alone,
0: like, and you're going to own a place. And
2: Nest has really good carbon monoxide and smoke detectors and that they look chic. They make a very palatable noise compared to, I would say, most. You get a three-tier warning if there's smoke in the house. If you're cooking bacon, you can, like, fix things really quick. <laughs> um, Bryce, do you have anything to add?
4: No, I think just make sure it's... It's a big commitment, so make sure it's a place that feels like home, and that you, I think, yeah, have a different space for your work within the house that's designated that's work, so you can go to work every day, but also leave work at work, even if it's just one room over.
0: If you were to buy a house, where would it be?
4: Oh, wow! I live in Studio City, and I love Studio City. I live near Studio
0: City as well. Oh, hey neighbor!
4: Um, So, I mean, we, my boyfriend and I, we look at listings all the time because we're kind of getting almost to the place where yeah. it's time um so we always we kind of stay in the studio city area i
0: kind of like studio city for you no no like no, no it's I like it's, a i ride. like studio city for I me love yeah. city. it's
4: walkable yeah, it i don't get in my vibe. car on the weekends i think it's way
2: better than like a silver lake or anything it's I, a little too glossy for me like i kind of want a little
0: bit of a silver lakey like vibe. You like a little grit yeah a little bit okay. just because i'm a city girl
4: okay yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. a
2: little like yeah
0: shiny so i'm a suburban Valley. kid yeah, so yeah. i'm like yeah. Look at
4: this shiny suburb. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm so happy with Glendale. I can't. I feel the schools are great. I'm right. Actually, the other day I had a meeting, and the guy was like, "Oh, that hospital, like right by you. Like that's the I. That's my daughter was born there." He's like, "I, I love heard great it. things about that. Hospital. That's a really good." And it's like I was t- telling him, I was like, "This summer, I thought I was having a heart attack." And I was like, do I drive or walk to the hospital if you're having a heart attack? I was like, I'm not calling an ambulance to go no. one block. Yeah. And he was like, were you having a panic attack? I was like, yes. And I was a little stoned. <laughs> like <laughs> It was definitely that. But I I thought I've thought about that hospital a lot. I thought about that hospital just because I know you'd be close to me. So I'm like, "Ooh,
0: Molly can just visit. Oh, me. yeah. Like, I'll come visit you at the hospital. I'll bring if
4: you, you need anything stew. done, you're like, can I get it at that hospital? Yeah. I'll sneak
2: Wags in, um, who, by the way, is adorably shoving his nose in a fold my sweatpants To keep it he's warm He's being so good today He was in such a good mood When he
0: greeted me Yeah
2: Are you happy buddy?
0: He's yeah. just like Lulling into Dude, sleep Dude
2: I've never seen I mean he's just Really tucked in there Keeping that nose warm Yeah um, okay, let's take one more call. Again, congratulations. I don't know. This feels like a really fucking adult question
4: for us. I yeah. know. We
2: Actually, this was the second house buying question that we had gotten in can like Can we parent- get like a 58-year-old man in the mix? Like, we,
4: like, <laughs> yeah, it's like I... Can I phone my mom to give I, you some I advice?
2: Know, literally, I don't know. Um, I bought my house very uniquely, and I... Yeah, so it's just uh yeah.
4: I think everybody's experience is also different. It's one of those things yeah. where it's like nobody has the same home buying also, experience. feel like the housing
2: market is different everywhere. 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 Is Even different neighborhood too. to neighborhood. I was thinking to myself during your call. I was like maybe I should buy a house in Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> like I feel like I could do okay in Baltimore. Her name was like, Ashley,
4: right? I money doesn't so. get you far. We're all far moving in, in with LA. you, Ashley.
2: <laughs> yeah, you money does not get you very far in LA at, at all. Um all right. Let's take our next call. Congratulations again. Thanks. We should send her flowers or
5: something. Yeah. That'd be nice. Hi, malls, Christina, wags and guests. My name is Natalie and I'm a big fan of the pod and also a nacho expert. Um, so I currently have a new job, but I just wanted to talk to you about something that happened to my old job and see what your advice would have been. So I work in New York city as a graphic designer and, um, My office was on a 16-floor building that had multiple companies on each floor, um, but the bathroom was in the hallway. So basically, if you had a key to that bathroom, you could also use it on any other bathroom on any floor. So when I started using – when I started my job, people told me about a person that they called the shredder, which was basically a person – no one knew who it was – that would use a bathroom on our floor and just shred toilet paper and kind of leave it everywhere like a little human hamster. So when I was working there – Things kind of escalated a bit over a couple of months, and it was definitely around like more stressful times of the year. Um, but pe- somebody was draping toilet paper all over the toilets. Um, they would drape multiple seat covers around the back of the toilets where the flushers are. They would leave used pads on the floor. There was like they weren't flushing. There was shit left everywhere, blood smeared on the walls, like things like that. Um, basically, kind of any gross thing you can imagine in a bathroom. Like we saw it, and um, so around the holidays, things um kind of changed a little bit and they started making paper bows out of the toilet paper um which seemed so much more fucked up but also like festive um so they started leaving those and they would literally like shit leave it there and then delicately place bows all around the stall like on the seat on the flusher like things like that so um I told my parents I was like Gross, but funny. And they were basically like, you need to tell HR because this is like a disturbed individual. And basically, if they saw you doing this, they, uh, like if they saw you, um, while they were doing this, and you caught them, they might attack you because they're worried about losing their job or something like that. They could have also like contaminated other things in the bathroom. And I had already started using a different floor bathroom so I could avoid the shit that was everywhere. Um, but basically I told HR and they were like, we haven't heard about any of this from the building. So, um, and the building was like, no, we haven't had any issues. So they were like blatantly lying about it. So some people thought it was like the people cleaning it that were shitting everywhere. But I was like, why would you do that? And then have to clean it up yourself. And it also couldn't have been a homeless person because you needed to like have a key. So it had to have been somebody that worked there. But basically, um, to prove it to HR. I then every day had to go into this bathroom and take pictures of literal shit that then I had to send to HR and be like, here's the new um, picture of the day. Here's this other one. This was around this time. Um, so, luckily, I'm at a new job now, but I don't think it was ever resolved. Um, so, I just was wondering what you would have done in the situation and your thoughts about it.
4: Oh, I'm so glad you have a new job. <laughs> What a hostile work environment.
0: When I heard this call this morning as I was like logging the calls for the day. No. No, because um, I like like, posted a clip of the call onto the Please Advise account because I'm like, we're recording. How crazy is this call? And the woman who submitted it
2: like started d de- like DMing me No, DMing
1: us. no.
4: did she send have, you photos? Yes,
2: I have pictures. I, by the, the way, she's a nacho expert. Do You yeah. know what that means, right? She no. listens to the Lifetime
0: oh, podcast. Okay. <laughs> so she started sending me like pictures of safe for work ish pictures of the like bow.
4: I mean none of this sounds safe for work. Oh, this so that's the bow.
0: Those are
2: the bows. I hold on. I have bad eyes. I can't see.
0: Okay. Anything. Oh, Sorry, they
4: are guys. everywhere.
2: Oh. Those okay. are the bows. That's not the bows are not off- offensive. No she she she's an actual fecal matter to you, no, no, no,
0: I think she was really kind and not not doing that, but she's just like showing me like all the paper being shredded everywhere. God,
4: okay. so I think I think h r whoever works in h r was doing this, and right. that's why it was never it's quite obvious an, an issue that was resolved. Power
2: move though it's like oh it's I not, guess you can't really get fucked with if you're an h r
0: person if
4: you fucking are the h r like, person it's,
2: it's not it's not. It's, it's, um, when you're, when a human plays with feces, there's a few things that that is typically from, and it's, I mean, to me, it's up there with certain forms of assault, it is a form of assault, to put fecal matter in places i mean there's just there's a code around it i'm sorry there's a code around it which is that you shit in the toilet and that's where it stays yeah unless god forbid you have some terrible accident unless this person was shitting themselves every day there should never be a reason i mean that shit is outside of the toilet
0: i had i thought i had like a horror story in like one of my old work because right. like i saw things where like they were cleanly with, it, people were sneering like I don't know. There are tampons on the wall or something like that. Some what? people can be very,
2: very messy about things. Yeah, but that, you know, that's like, like there's no reason. If and, like, God the forbid, there's an- had
0: like cuts on them. So I think like people were doing cocaine or something. Oh, on the, the to- tops of the tampons. Yeah. Seat,
2: yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. It was wild. That sounds right, actually. Yeah. Ooh, that's so dark. Because, like, <laughs> you worked in, like, a newsroom. So it's like, that's I can both see there being lots of coke around, and I can also see there, like, that being just so fucking unacceptable. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it must have been... De- it I want be been- clear, this is an old, old job that I had. Yeah, <laughs> it must have been the 80s or 90s when those toilets were put in, honey. I know. Um, I don't want to think about it. But... Yeah, this is, like, the move of, like, I mean, I don't want to throw any, like, big words around, but, like, you know, someone who uh, lacks, lacks, a, like, that someone, someone that gets off on making people uncomfortable.
0: Would you, yeah. like, it's be the
2: one to be, like, I'm going to take pictures and report to HR, or would you just be, like, I'm no, just going to use the different bathroom on the
0: third Yeah, I floor. would just,
4: I'm not using the I bathroom. would walk
2: into the room, and I would walk into the main office and say to everyone, yo. Do you realize that there's a fucking sociopath in our midst? Like there's someone who is doing something to make everyone uncomfortable and they either don't care or they get off on it and they think it's a little game. Like that to me is like, we're like, we're steps away from taking trophies from the woman you attack on the street in my mind. Mm-hmm. Because when you are putting people in danger like that, because it is, it's danger. It's, yeah. it's a septic issue. There's like, it's it's biohazard yeah. shit. When you do that, you're doing it intentionally. There's no adult who has a real job who doesn't know that, so this is like I would call the fucking police honestly, I really would at this point I would call the p- I would have called the police. She said at one point I really couldn't she just sent me another message <laughs> at
0: one point, I really couldn't figure out who was doing it, and I was. I was like, "Is there any chance I'm blacking out in doing this?" But I tried to tie a TP bow, and it was impossible. So it
2: definitely (laughs) wasn't me.
4: (laughs) Wow! So it was like mental warfare too. Yeah, she thought she was doing it.
2: That's that's what I don't I don't I love this weird call. Please more weird calls like this. So
4: weird. I
2: mean, I feel I'm so glad that you're out of there. But I honestly do think like this is a case for for. For Olivia Benson Like you have to call
4: in Special victims Ice-T yeah. and Benson At this point
2: Because it, there is something Oddly sexual about it It's like violating Your privates Like it's like Oh you want to maybe sit On this like Shit covered toilet seat Well like good luck Motherfucker You work here And can't do anything about it Yeah Ugh. That's some like Joker shit That's like literally What Joaquin Phoenix's Joker character Is doing probably In this <laughs> entire movie Is it's mostly Just shit <laughs> pranks in offices it's sick it's really sick i'm disgusted
4: i'm i'm forever changed after this <laughs> call. like that could you imagine every time you're because when you have to go to the bathroom at work you have to go to the bathroom like nobody yeah. is excited to as use,
0: a man i'm sure I'm, su- I'm sure you've seen some shit yeah in bathrooms. yeah
4: but it's like that is a space that it's like you want to get in and out of there as soon as possible you're trapped in there because you're having to navigate this whole bizarre like nightmare amusement park somebody set up for you.
2: Yeah, I was working temporarily in this this like place. It was like temp work. And this woman would eat so much <laughs> that I stopped eating. Cause I could I was grossed out. Like literally like would take a tub of fat-free cool whip to her desk and eat it like fucking cereal. And it just, it repulsed me. It really sent shivers. I couldn't see another laughing cow cheese go down another woman's throat ever again in my life because I was so, it was just so much it was the volume and it started to feel violent and like an attack
0: i've also had like awkward office bathroom situations like one of the uh transcribing gigs that we had like the bathroom was essentially like in the back corner but like you could hear everything that was happening in the
2: bathroom oh (laughs) yeah
4: that's terrible
2: that's like i i remember going to a, uh, a boyfriend's like family house for the first time and i was like where's the restroom and they were, like, right there. And it was, like, literally, like, if if the bathroom was Bryce. Sorry. to do, Or the bathroom was the Christmas tree. Let's okay. do that. So, like, the whole family's sitting there. And that's the bathroom. And I just had to pee. But I was, like, is there another one? And like, <laughs> I just didn't want. I'll, I just started dating this up guy. You.
0: I have a relative, and I'm not going to name who it is, who, like, on the first time he was meeting his girlfriend's family, use the bathroom and clog the toilet and oh. he needed to like plunge and the plunger oh. wasn't in the bathroom no, so no. he tried to tell his girlfriend like hey like there's a situation here and she didn't know where the plunger was either and so it, and she's like mom oh. where's the plunger he clogged uh, the toilet and like eventually like everyone in the house was just saying like, hey, th- get this person as the plunger. Are they doing oh. it a little bit to embarrass
2: him or do a you think bit, that yeah. it was, must have been just so routine? Because like if you clog a toilet, like that must sometimes I assume usually when a toilet is clogged that there's general issues once in a while. Uh, right.
0: Yeah. More often than not, I'm, I'm inclined to lean that way. But uh, because. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. They yeah. were
2: laying it on thick. Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> um. Oh, my God. What was I had another thing. Oh. Do you remember Newlyweds, like on Mm -hmm. the episode of Newlyweds, where they go to Jessica's grandparents' house for Thanksgiving? Vaguely? Okay, so the downstairs toilet gets clogged. No, it's Christmas. And the downstairs toilet gets clogged. And there's some uncle that's just chasing Nick around the house, being like, you clogged my toilet, boy? And, like, (laughs) it's, like, clearly a joke. Oh, yeah. But I'm, like, at that point, I would be like, Jessica, I'm sorry. I got to go to a Days end. Like, I can't. Like, I – because, like, that would be my nightmare, to be ran around a party in front of (laughs) – my wife's family or my husband's family in this case and be like you, you clogged that toilet like <laughs> i don't know it's bad classic classic to me um let's take one more phone call or do we have a letter we
0: have a letter that i'm gonna read bryce I do you wanna
2: read our letter oh, okay. sure can i can yeah
0: he's my, a professional my he's a professional, professional,
4: professional voice on
2: reading person do you use a um teleprompter ever yeah how's that go
4: Uh, Once you learn how it works, it's easy to do.
2: Oh, my God. I find it fascinating. But
4: it's like it is you have to train your eyes because you also you can get this glazed over look.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: So
4: it's like there's a lot of I think people don't realize how much work goes into making yourself look normal on camera.
0: Oh, I I think think so much
2: work goes um,
0: in. There's the movie uh, Broadcast News. Yes. Where. Oh, God. What is the actor's name? It's not um, William Hunt. It's uh, he did uh, Defending Your Life. He did. Uh, he does a lot of comedies. Ugh, sorry, but anyway, there's a guy. The whole thing is like he's a he's a really great field reporter, but then he has to anchor, and he but has such a whole skills. hard time hard time doing it. It's kind of amazing. They just they really sh- it that that's movie is a really good display of how like you think an anchor is just kind of like a meat puppet who might like read just read a teleprompter but there's a lot that goes into be able to do those skills and to do them well while someone's talking in your ear yes. while you're reading this thing that you've never read before and being for the a first person time
4: people want to bring into their homes yes. every day
0: especially if like oh what if you have like a car chase that you're trying to like vamp for there's right. people who have that really great skill set and so like i don't know i love broadcast news as a movie um holly
2: hunter is really great in it love her
0: um,
4: so another action item from this podcast yeah. go watch broadcast news yes
2: exactly <laughs> Um, yeah, I always have thought that would be my biggest fear if I was became suddenly famous is if I had to read a teleprompter at an award show. Oh, that's and also that's how I figured out. Kendall Albert Jenner Brooks. is dyslexic. That's the name of the
0: actor. Albert, Albert Brooks. <laughs>
2: So I, my theory about Kendall Jenner being dyslexic was born from me watching her read a teleprompter, then going back and watching an old vlog of her and Kylie, and Kylie had to read all the questions cause Kendall was having a hard time. Oh. And then I read Caitlyn's book, and Caitlyn didn't read her own audio book because she has dyslexia. And it made me realize Kendall Jenner, who probably left high school, I think, at 16, right. Probably was never formally diagnosed with dyslexia, which Mm -hmm. I and I say that as a person with dyslexia, game recognized game, that bitch has dyslexia for sure. And it's okay, Kendall. It's okay. All right. Let's read our letter. Read
4: the letter. Hey, malls, wags, Christina, et cetera. I'm et cetera. Uh, This isn't necessarily a question, just something I've been feeling lately and I'm not ready to say out loud yet. Long story short, I took a job out of college that was related to my dream job in hopes that it would eventually lead me to the dream. Flash forward eight years, I've just turned 30, and I'm still doing the same shit. I've been promoted numerous times, and I've gotten to move around the country as I have pleased while on this path. I'm really fucking good at what I do and sound like such a dick because people... Because most people don't get the opportunities that I have had. But it isn't where my passions lie. I know I'm still young and there's still plenty of time to change things up. But the thought of leaving something that I excel at and know I can make a future of is terrifying. Love y'all and everything you do on the pod. Chelsea. All right, Chelsea.
2: Chelsea, you know, there is like a, I think like it was, sorry. I think it was like about six years back. Maybe more, probably to eight now. There was a woman who I think we all kind of knew, like a lot of people who work in you know TV and in stuff like that. Digital, we all knew her as like this executive at a big studio, and she quit one day to do nails, and she went to nail school, and now she runs, you know, she does nails. She that's her. She realized at like you know thirty years old, um, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna get better at doing a job I don't really want to do. My passion has always been this. Yeah. I'm just going to do it. And I think that's so fucking baller to just make a 180 at a certain point in your life. And, you know, now that you've seen a world adjacent to the one that you've wanted and you've really, that happens a lot. You get your dream and it's not what you wanted. And that's okay. You know, it's okay. Like It's weird to like, like be expected to know what you're going to do for
0: the rest of your life at 18. Right. Uh, it's really, really, really weird. I mean, I think even at 30, I, what I wanted was different than what I wanted at 25, you know? Yeah. And Especially as you get to
2: like, learn the industry, you realize you like new parts of it that didn't occur to you because it wasn't in well, your college course. or it didn't exist. Like podcasting wasn't right. a thing when I was in college. It wasn't, you know, I, it was a brand new medium at yeah. best. And there was barely monetization. Like, you know, this American life fucking begging for server space right but even yeah. this American Life is actually like a public a bu- radio show, show. Like, I'm it's saying a, but like it like, was I'm still thinking, so new yeah. that even an established radio show could barely yeah. afford we live in a world we thankfully on this show we don't even pay for server space because we work with they cast yeah. and they host us yeah. but there's like you know there this industry amongst many others has made huge strides so I can absolutely imagine yeah. starting out in one thing and seeing okay this world isn't what I mean what if she works in like print magazine
4: yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what i mean yeah it's uh, it, i hate the question of like what do you want to do in five years or where do you see oh, yourself so five years because i'm like i don't know what this industry looks like meanwhile in five i'm like years. i
2: don't know if i'm gonna be alive in five years oh, i <laughs> always say that i always say that like when my mom wants to talk about her will i'm like shauna i might not be alive yet like let's not spend our sunday afternoon doing this yeah. oh like God. you my know my
4: parents one i think it was last christmas they were like we're leaving saying goodbye and they just hand us <laughs> The will. Me and my boyfriend like here's the will, so you have it. I was like, okay, morbid end to this. Yeah,
2: I'm not interested. I don't want to know. I mean, like, great. I'm glad that you've. Planned. I have it. Yeah. But How did you land on your path?
4: I always and knew I like- wanted to go into entertainment mm. news, but I went to college and did like traditional news because there's not really like an educational path for yeah, uh, entertainment news. No. Yeah. Um, but confirmed that I didn't want to work in local news because I did. I. Oof. Part of what I did in school was you work at the local NBC station and you do everything. So you produce, you report, you anchor. So I got to see all of that and I was like, mm,
2: Can yeah. I ask, aren't those me. very underpaid jobs?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because I know that. Those yeah. jobs start out
4: like
2: and they
0: work 18 so hard.
4: grand a year. You're living in the middle of nowhere. You're stuck there for two to three years. You know nobody and you are working the longest days of your life. Oh,
0: shitty hours. Yeah. It's like then they're usually the hardest working people in the news Oh, room. yeah.
4: Uh, and then it's like every three years you're picking up your life and moving in hopes that <laughs> one day you're going to land somewhere that you actually want to stay. Yeah. Yeah. For mm-hmm. an, some, like, my friends are just kind of getting to that point who all went into traditional news. of They're like finally landing in markets where it's like, oh, I can stay here and have a life here. Mm-hmm. Or it's
0: like they become field reporters in a big... I've seen a lot of people go, become field reporters in Los Angeles and they're like, oh, I want to make the transition to anchoring. Mm-hmm. And they have to go back to like a right. the small... They like,
4: had to move... Yeah, back to the Fresno middle of the country. Fresno, basically. Right. Like,
0: yeah, other go to Fresno or something like that. So, yeah. What's the worst? Red carpet's the worst, though, right? Um, Do you like doing red carpet? I like
4: doing it all because it's fun and it's like so much oh. of my job is so like content creation heavy that it's nice to get out and yeah. do stuff. Um, red carpets are tricky because you have to be prepared for anything and you're talking to like 70 people. Yeah. 68 of which you... don't Don't care about or don't know.
0: I think the interesting thing that people never think about when it comes to red carpets is like you have to manage like interviewing one person while also keeping your eye on the door of like who's coming. And knowing that I have to get
4: I have to get all my questions in with this person I'm talking to. But that person who's coming up is more important. So I have to get them out as fast as possible and move them along. And like you have to negotiate which questions are the most important and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, back to how I got to where I am. Did local news, then worked at a um, video startup that we made videos for bigger clients. So, like, I worked on an account for Huffington Post and AOL where we made videos as if we were them, but we were in the middle of Missouri. Yeah. Um, you were? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When we first started following each other, I was in the middle of Missouri, Columbia, Aww, I mean. Missouri. Uh, then I didn't want to live in Missouri anymore. And I went and. Why?
2: Uh, I just
4: was. <laughs> I had been there for six years, yeah. you know? Um, And. Cut me
2: coughing out, right? Yeah.
4: yeah. And. Uh, then I got, I started freelancing at BuzzFeed because I quit my job and I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I started writing for free at BuzzFeed. And then they hired me as a freelance. And then they gave me a position in the office. I moved to New York. And then, like a few months into that, I got an opportunity out here in LA to come work at Entertainment Tonight. And I just picked up and moved and been there ever since. Yeah. So Why you're
0: do? a little bit different because you knew when, you, like, what you wanted to do. Right. Oh. Mm-hmm.
4: But even the, even it's what I want to do, but it's not what I thought it would be, Oh, okay. you know, like you there's mean? so much involved in everything that you're like, oh, I mean, I enjoy a, all parts of it, but it's, I think people forget that no matter what work is work, it's a four letter word. A job's a job, whether you're passionate mm-hmm. about it or not, it's sure. still... You. There are days I wake up and I'm like, I am not motivated to go do anything. Yeah,
0: yeah, or yeah. My ears are tired. That's like yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can imagine,
4: but it's yeah. It's like yeah. I get to have fun and talk to cool people and learn about other people's lives. And I'm not curing cancer or anything. I'm talking to housewives all day. But
2: <laughs> who's your favorite housewife to interview?
4: Hmm. I love Tamara from OC. Really? Yeah. She's cool.
2: Have you got to talk to Ramona?
4: Oh, yes. Ramona it was like, I got the call. It was like, Ramona can be to you in an hour. Mm-hmm. And I was like, so not prepared to do an interview that day. Because it's like, not every day am I interviewing somebody. Mm-hmm. So I like scrambled to get stuff together. And then she came in and she was just, they're all exactly who you think they're going to be. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Totally. <laughs> I met Jill Zarin and she was, Jill Zarin, like she was exactly I mean, I couldn't have imagined her being any different.
4: She was just Jill Zarin. I'm excited. I think she's back on she, New York so this too. next season. And you so. know,
2: yeah, she's a, she, I really do. My theory is that she witnessed Andy and Bethany kill someone. Because <laughs> I don't know how the fuck she has gotten back on their show for years. They have publicly roasted her for even thinking she has a chance of being back on their show. And now they're like, yeah, all right. You know, I
4: think, but I think it was, I think the loss of Bobby helped to humanize her. Yeah. Because I think she had been so villainized.
2: Don't you use my Bobby Zarin like that. Bobby Zarin changed the way I look at love. And I resent that he's been used.
4: I will (laughs) say Jill is the one who called up the cameras, like called up the producers and said, I want, if you guys want to film this, I'm okay with it.
2: Things get so nasty at those reunions. (laughs) That's just, they reveal all.
4: That's like my dream. I just want to go to a reunion taping one day and see the behind the scenes. Do you know
2: what I think heaven is? Is getting to go and watch all the unaired footage of oh. every Real houseway show, just the live footage.
4: You know, one of my favorite <laughs> episodes Hours. ever, like, of television is. there's the, like, a-
0: refrigerator filled with different LaCroix <laughs> that just keeps, like, refilling <laughs> the LaCroix.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: there is. I a- call it
2: LaCroix still. Yeah, Fuck everyone.
0: <laughs>
4: Real Housewives of Orange County special from like season eight. And it's like how it was made. And there's like they show all this unseen footage of like Heather Debro hiding behind producers because she didn't <laughs> want to be involved in the scene that they were filming. And she's like, you can't use this. So I'm back here. I was like, this is I want to see this part of it.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. But then yeah. some of the magic. Is that was gone. Ariana in season one of Vanderbilt. Oh, yeah. She was like, I wanted nothing to do with it. By the way, you guys seltzer wreck because you brought this up. Waterloo, my friend Leah Shelton from uh, Austin emailed me or texted me about it the other day. She said, "Girl, you got to get on Waterloo." So I want to try it when, I, when we get a break. Between yeah, episodes. You, I have a <laughs> uh, I have a mango one that's okay. really good, and she doesn't even like the mango, and I think it's bomb. But you know what's really good? Apparently, the lemon they get right. She's like, "You know, a seltzer is good when they get lemon mm-hmm. right because it tastes so chemically." Most yeah. Of the time. yeah. Um. Sorry, you were about. I saw like you had your. Well, I'm, I'm just trying to figure out, like, getting back to the
0: letter, like, she wants to know, essentially, like, she's asking for permission to, like, leave
2: what she's doing to pursue... Girl, do that 180. Yeah. If you know
0: there's it's something else you to go... It's only going
4: to get harder the older you get, right, like... And if
2: you- do that chic one eighty. I mean,
4: don't leave if you don't have an idea of what you want to go do. But if you have an idea of like I want to go try this, have go try six it.
2: months worth of savings. That's
0: if you, if yeah. you can yes. do so, if you can do that because like some of us are living check to check <laughs> and like
2: you. I would do that, say but... three months is okay. Yeah. Give yourself yeah. a, some months sort months of safety ideal. net. Yeah, yeah. And I also like would talk about this with people in your life. Like I would be very vocal with your friends and with your family so that they know that you're looking to leave this job, not so that they can save you, but that so that their ears to the ground that they can try and like, you know, help you out or however they can, because this is like, you know, reinvention is not necessarily an easy thing that you can do all by yourself.
0: And back to Bryce's point, like even when you do find something that you love, it's still, there's still going to be aspects of it that feel like work, that feel like a job. Mm. It's not going to be like a hundred percent four letter word. You said it. A
4: myth that's been sold to people is like, if you, love what you do you you never work a day in your life it's like no you you still work every I mean, single day
2: we shit on this like i see this more on twitter it's becoming bigger and bigger being like no billionaire has ever like there's no such thing as like a self-made billionaire like you know no person has ever become a billionaire by being honest um and it is i do find that a lot of the people who say like love what you do and you'll never work a day in your life like i'm like yeah you say that because you're like Bill Gates, you know what I mean? Like, you have the most money in the world. And it's also, like, the people I know that went to Harvard who are like, fuck traditional education. You can do it yourself. Like, you know, you had access to the best school, one of the best schools in the world. Like, of course you say that because you don't know what you have. So, obviously, just, you know, girl, life is crazy, enjoy that ride i
0: think yeah it's always like cis, cis cisgendered heterosexual white dudes that are like you don't need the system you can just come up on your own the system yeah. they I know, like <laughs> and, like that benefits them
2: essentially. yeah, yeah. i'm it's- glad i went to college but if not just because of my education but because i feel like it socialized me in an important oh, yeah.
4: way my mom because you know people try and get out of college so fast yeah they're like i want to get it done in two years three years my mom was like you never get those four years back mm-hmm. so soak it up like your life will never be like <laughs> that
2: yeah no you're right it's so, it's so funny like how many when you're growing up everyone tells you the whole time like you know make sure you enjoy it while you're here like you're <laughs> young it's never gonna be different but like of course I went and got my first job when I was fourteen like right. I just like I just a, I felt adult when I was a child and like then now that I'm an adult I think that I've had like sort of a delayed like I've taken my time growing up because I've been working since I was 12 you know yeah. babysitting and doing shit like that so which I think is
0: also fine I think it's just like this idea mm-hmm. that you know we don't give ourselves a break as adults to I don't know mess up figure shit out
2: because you don't know, take on a hobby like don't start a store oh Tea. Are you guys ready for some tea time? I'm yeah. I'll tell, tell you it. this. Don't start a store like my store, but I'm saying like maybe get a little side hustle going so that you can sort of get a taste of what you like. But guys, I, I don't want to like, this couple might listen to this podcast and I don't want them to feel alienated, but I feel that I have to gently address something that came up this week that kind of was like this is something that people need to hear and okay. that it's not okay okay um so i got an email to my store email the other day shopslendermommy at gmail.com that's s-h-o-p-s-l-e-n-d-r-m-o-m-m-y at gmail.com um from a guy saying like hey what i'll read what it says
0: don't forget to submit your calls to please advise at
2: 323 i'm like fuck them come to my store um so oh okay he wrote back oh he wrote oh oh he wrote back okay <laughs> let's see what this motherfucker has to say today can we uh get the back story on what you're yeah, talking about
4: yeah seems like it's gonna be a ride so
2: he wrote to me and said sorry i'm trying to find the email okay i'll call him um sal okay My dad's best friend's name, okay. (laughs) So he writes, hi, Slender Mommy. Two words, Slender Mommy. I follow you on Twitter and I've been enjoying your posts. Coincidentally, my wife is setting up her own thrift boutique in insert state here right now and ordering shipments and taking inventory and doing all the fun stuff you've talked about. We're curious to learn about m- more about your pallet orders from Amazon. How does that work? Any place you can refer me to to learn more? Our initial searches seemed vague and uninformative. But the idea sounds amazing. Please let me shirt. know if you have spare moment. Keep kicking butt and enjoy your store. Very cool of you to make it happen. Sincerely, Sal. I fucking hate, like, oh. can you please point me in the direction of a thing I can easily Google? So I wrote Thank to him. You. Hey, Kirk. <laughs> Unfortunately, in the Amazon resale community, the rule of thumb is that you have to figure it out for yourself. There are a lot of YouTube videos you can watch that will help you figure it out. But I've basically said all that I can say without actually physically taking you to a website or auction. The auctions are getting more and more competitive, and I really don't want to flood the market more by basically giving a cheat sheet to the work that I've put in. But there's lots of info out there and that's how I learned. Wonderful. Wonderful. Uh, So this is what he writes back to me today. Oh no. I appreciate your candor and your response. (laughs) Thank you. We wish you the best of, we, we wish you the continued best of luck with your new endeavor
0: okay
4: is he a robot this sounds like it's like house. also if somebody, like if I, I hate
2: when people do like a wee and i also and hate it's when like, a I man... right. of, like i know you're not typing
4: together right
2: like
0: i know you guys are like
4: typing ladies hand, right listen
2: ladies out there this goes to you stop fucking letting your significant others write emails for you i wrote an email to a bitch that did some shit to me and and her boyfriend <laughs> wrote back to me and i was like well then there there it all is bitch You can't even speak up for yourself. Why the fuck, Sal, are you writing this for your email? Is she an invalid? What is happening? How is she running the store with no hands? She doesn't even have voice to text? Like that is just to me, it fucking pisses me off. It's like, oh yeah, you wanna trust me, honey. Wags got very Or the auctions have already gotten more competitive since I vocalized this <laughs> store out there. Okay? Since malls got I've in the seen game. It, okay, <laughs> I've cracked these knuckles. I'm up for the task. Okay. If you wanna get in on this, I'm pulling some dirty shit in the auctions. I've got timers going all times of the day. <laughs> so that said, no, I'm not gonna tell you how I do this. This is a hustle for me. Why would I ever do that? Do you think there's no. <laughs> oh fuck. Okay, I'll <laughs> edit it out. Yeah. Do you think that there's drug dealers out there telling people <laughs> where to go meet people on the pier to go pick up that pure Colombian <laughs> and then how to chop it up and mix it with other shit? And oh, by the way, here's half my Rolodex. No, Sal. No, that's not how business works. It's called figuring it out for your fucking self. This isn't a pyramid scheme. I'm not going to lease this out <laughs> to your wife. This is a hustle. And that's the point. So that said, to my friend who wrote this letter to begin with, sorry, I just raged. I just I ha- I just blacked out. I haven't talked about this yet. <laughs> um I think that you need to start dabbling, do a side hustle. I think you need to put in the work on your new gig. Start saving money. uh, Do the research too. Make sure that whatever you pivot to, you know what you're in for. Because you have done. Look up salary, salary. Mm -hmm. You know. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. reports. Google that salary cap. Yep. And um. Yeah. Indeed is a great resource for that. Oh, is that, blast that door
0: is, is I a great resource blast
4: door for it. is Really
2: good. Yeah, but if you um, are googling salary caps, don't google anyone that you're dating because if you're drunk, you might tell them. <laughs> um, all right, let's take another call. Uh, we can wrap this up. I think oh, we are okay, yeah. guys. That's the end of episode one seventy eight of Please Advise. Oh yeah, that has been a long time. We're done, you guys. Thank <laughs> you so much for listening, Bryce. People can find you all over the internet um, on E.T. I watch you almost every day, I feel oh my like. God. But also you're Bryce Sander on Twitter, right? Yes,
4: B-R-I-C-E-S-A-N-D-E-R.
2: And also on uh, Instagram as well.
4: All across all the socials. Oh, a
2: Bryce with an I. Okay. A Bryce with an I, yeah. Oh, did you think with a Y? Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. Bryce okay. is, too, Bryce is too, classy <laughs> too classy for that. We're rebranding the name. He's way too classy for the Y. All right. Um, thank you guys for listening. I'll talk to you next week. And thank you for your calls today. Those were fun. I hope everyone's uh, down to stop being emotionally abused.
4: <laughs> Lesson of today. That's
2: cool. And right. leave the the poop in the toilet I people. Can't. Yes. I can't. Oh my god. Well, I'll be praying for you. <laughs> I'm like, honestly, she's going to that's going to come up in therapy. She's fine. Somehow. She has a new job. Yeah. I know, but I just feel like there's it's some gonna latent come trauma around. there. <laughs> All right, I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. <laughs>